Hello, my name is Pete McCall, and welcome to episode 145 of All About Fitness. This episode is a quick fit tip. In fact, we can really consider this episode to be kind of a part two from episode 144, which was a total of 13 interviews from the URSA, which is the International Health and Racket Sport Club Association trade show. URSA is a trade show association for the health club industry. So at their trade show is where you see all the newest, latest, greatest equipment that will be making its ways to studios and fitness centers over the next couple of years. Now, a large part of the trade show is somewhat boring and rudimentary. It's where health club operators go to go to buy towels, flooring solutions, you know, rubber floors, wood floors, lockers, fans, all that stuff. I mean, that, that's the nuts and bolts of fitness center operations, right? You need to have that type of equipment. The real, the real benefit of the trade show, though, and, and real benefit of the URSA convention is where health club operators learn new ways to manage their business. They learn new ways to, to operate, to generate revenue. And really what, what we saw this year, and, and keep in mind that I was there for the trade show to work the trade show, so I didn't attend any sessions in terms of education sessions. For an, for an association like URSA, what they do is they actually they look around, they get speakers who are really like me, like consultants. The, a lot of the people that speak at an event like URSA are there with other companies or they're there as consultants, and they're trying to sell their services to the health club operators. That just is the na- nature of the beast. So you have someone that maybe owns a software company talking about how their software can help manage personal training or how their software can help manage a group fitness program, and they go through the whole nuts and bolts of all that. And if you're already glazing over it, yeah, it's kind of boring. But the real cool part of the trade show is all the new equipment, all the different toys that are out there, all the different types of things are going to make you sweat and make you move. There's one more interview I'm going to play, and I'm going to wrap it up. This interview that you're going to hear right now, I did not include it in the main episode on 144 because it just got way too long. That episode went long, and I really, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. This guy named Jesse Ollinger has created, it's not a weight belt, it's a kinesthetic device that helps you learn how to move better. And it's a little tough to explain. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a thing with Jesse and another uh, trainer named Josh Meltzer where we're going to be kind of going through some stuff. I'm having some, when, when I get ready for that, I'm going to have a whole episode going into the deep, into the breath belt, into breathing. And I'm actually do a companion video with that. But right now we're going to hear Jesse Ollinger, who is an NFL punter. He was a punter kicker at the University of Miami, kind of a high level athlete. We're going to hear Jesse Ollinger tell us about the breath belt and how it could maybe help you, whether you're an athlete or just somebody who wants to move a little bit more efficiently. So what's your, what's your background, Jesse? I was an NFL I played at the University of Miami football. Uh, NFL bounced around for a bunch of years and uh, pretty much been around athletics my whole life. And so what do you have? You have a product with you today. What are you here, what are you here showing people? I'm here selling the breath belt. The breath belt is it's, a, it's the opposite of a weight belt and a waist trainer. It improves your diaphragmatic breath patterns and improves your glute firing pattern. And, and so for listeners, I met Jesse, what, about a few weeks ago, and we, you took me through some of the sequences. It's a really cool device. So if anybody's been having challenges, because you, you kind of created, created the breath belt, right? And what was happening? What were you experiencing? I had a bad, I had bad hip injury. And a lot of little back pain, and you know everything at rehab, everything at rehab and the chiropractor is just a short fix. So I really needed something like tactile breath cue at all times, and I need something I can wear over my shirt at work. But also, it turned out that it's a pretty incredible hip pinch tool. So it's always about what's how can, how can that athlete or client. What happens for the other, you know, besides sleep, the other eight hours that they're not with you, this is a way that they can constantly work and improve on their 
on their hips, bouncing their hips out at home. And, that, and that's what's really cool about it, is you give that constant feedback, that tactile feedback, so people are more aware of their body, their body position. How many people are using it? Because you've had amazing, people are responding really well, right? Now, how many, have you had any really good examples of people whose careers have been enhanced by it? Absolutely, well, after, it's been a pretty crazy year, because most of the time you, you start a product and you gotta raise a bunch of money, but we started selling them right away. So we just had our one year anniversary. We got about 4,200 of them out there. Oh, wow. Um, and some people I introduced you to, uh, Tyson Ross, an all-star major league baseball player, several NFL players. I mean, the list goes on and on, but really it took a hold in powerlifting to prove that hip hinge uh, concept. But any, it's outside of the athletic world, physio, I mean, uh, psychotherapists. Therapists are using it to get people to relax. So it's not just an athletic training tool. It's also works in other modes. I didn't even think of it because when we talked about this, you talked about breathing a little bit. And I could totally see that. You use people to give that feedback, the kinesthetic feedback on breathing, put them in a more relaxed state. I didn't even think about that. That could be an amazing tool. And just having something, something to, something small just to press against your abdominal tissues, whether it's per, it doesn't have to be perfectly on the psoas, can be towards your obliques to kind of unrestrict your QL. Just something having that tactile feedback in athletic movement so no one holds their breath. When you hold your breath, you're weaker. So there's been plenty of tests for pitchers, uh, just as one, one of a million examples. They throw three to four miles an hour slower when they hold their breath through a pitch. Oh, the really? Fastest, the best pitchers, that breath hold is a split second between the time they uh, brace and release the ball. So it's, uh, it's working pretty good. That's cool. How can people find out information about it? Uh, most best place to find me is uh, on Instagram, Instagram.com slash thebreathbelt and thebreathbelt.com. I'll definitely have links below, man. Thanks. Good to see you. Good Thanks man. for the information. All right, now here's the thing. I kind of kept Jesse's interview out on purpose. I really, the breath belt is such a cool tool. It's such a cool piece of technology. It's not even really technology, but it's a feedback tool. As you heard Jesse talk about, a lot of times with our breathing, with our posture, we don't really have any direct feedback. If you're lifting a weight, you have a, you know, you have a spotter, you have a trainer helping you, they can give you, you know, some, some form cues, but it's very hard to do with your breathing, especially diaphragmatic breathing. The diaphragm is a muscle at the base of your lungs. When the diaphragm contracts, it expands your lungs outward. And the diaphragm as a muscle is very important for helping stabilize your spine. It's located somewhere between about the, the ninth and 12th thoracic vertebrae. So if your diaphragm, one of the reasons why weightlifters will yell when they lift is because they're actually contracting their diaphragm and forcing air out of the lungs. That contraction, that forcing the air out, actually helps stabilize the spine if you're under a heavy load, like for a squat or a clean or something like that. So there's a very specific reason for that and holding the breath during a lift. Now, during normal breathing, a lot of people do not breathe from the diaphragm. They breathe from upper, from the chest and thoracic and shoulder muscles. So if you lift, if you're breathing right now, if you stop for a second, you pay attention to how you breathe, and you elevate your shoulders, you're not using your diaphragm. By breathing from your diaphragm, those of us that speak professionally, we learn how to breathe from our diaphragm pretty early on. If you breathe from your diaphragm, it's actually kind of a core exercise. And that's what the breath belt learn, helps you learn how to do is how to control diaphragmatic breathing as well as a few positioning, you know, positioning with the pelvis, with the spine. Bottom line, Jesse has a really cool tool and I wanted to feature it separately. So Jesse, I want to hit you up like that. And trust me, we'll get on the, we'll get on the horn here quickly for an interview. Here are my thoughts on Ursa. Now, the cool thing is there, there are new toys. You know, in, in episode 144, I interviewed somebody from virtual reality. I interviewed Randy Hetrick from TRX. 
I interviewed you know, a couple of vice presidents from the company I work with, Core Health and Fitness. Here's the thing. None of that stuff matters. If you're a fitness consumer, what kills me, what absolutely kills me is that companies will spend a lot of money. They'll, they'll redesign They'll redesign pedals on a bike. They'll redesign the display on a treadmill console. They'll do all these things. They'll put a lot of effort and a lot of time and everything. But not that many companies actually invest in the people that use those products. Think about that. Go back to episode 144. A lot of the people I spoke with were there with programs or equipment companies. So you have the equipment companies make the steel and the equipment that are used in the gym. The programs like Les Mills, Zumba, Bar Above, Balanced Body, those are all the actual courses that are actual classes that get taught. When it comes to fitness, if you're a consumer and it comes to fitness, you want to look for the places that invest in their employees. You want to look for the facilities, the studios, the gyms that invest in the trainers. It's not enough to go out and buy new equipment. It's not enough to go out and buy new software. It's not enough to go out and buy new flooring. Yes, those things are important. But what makes a gym, what makes a fitness facility, whether it's indoors, outdoors, you could pay $300 a month or you could pay $10 a month. It doesn't matter. What makes a facility special, what gets you, the consumer, going back to the facility are the people that work there. Think about that. When was the last time you joined a gym because they had a specific piece of equipment? When was the last time you quit a gym because they did not have a specific piece of equipment? You probably joined a gym because it felt right for you. You, you like the vibe. You like the people there. You like the trainers. Maybe the this, this instructors pushed you. Maybe they were fun. Maybe it's just a cool place. Maybe it's just convenient to you. If it's around the corner from your house, hey, that's the, only, that's the best option. When you want to join a gym, when you're looking for that, when you're looking for the fitness solutions for what you need, look for the educated professionals. Now, keep in mind, I am 100% biased because that is my job. And I'll admit that. My job, my career is I consult with companies. I develop education programs for personal trainers. That's because it's the trainer that brings fitness to life. It's the instructor that makes it special for you, the participant. Anybody can hop on a treadmill. Anybody can pick up a weight. Anybody can sit on a stationary bike. That's easy. What brings those pieces of equipment to life are the trainers, the instructors, the coaches, the professionals that teach you how to use it safely. I did not see a lot of that at URSA. And I fundamentally don't see a lot of that in our industry. Yes, you get companies coming out with new products. Yes, you get companies coming out with great innovations. But it's the companies like TRX, it's the companies, and again, I'm biased here. I work for Core Health and Fitness, but I work with Core developing education programs for their products. It's companies like TRX, like Core Health and Fitness, like Balance Body, like Bar Above. The people you heard on episode 144, the reason why I spoke with a lot of those people, Amy Dixon from Equinox. Equinox invests heavily in their instructors. That's why I wanted you to hear from Amy. Equinox spends a tremendous amount of money coming up with new programs, new ways for their instructors to teach group fitness classes. I wanted you to peek behind the curtain a little bit and understand that. It's not about the equipment. It's about the people. You know, when you look at that, you know, the, the, the way that companies invest in people matters because it's the educated trainers that make it special for you. It's the trainer that has had the education on HIT training. Here's the thing, folks. You don't need to do a lot of high-intensity interval training for it to be effective. A lot of trainers out there might have you doing 40 to 60 minutes of high-intensity interval training, and that's dangerous, especially if you do it more than two or three times a week. 
20 to 30 minutes of high-intensity training is all you need for significant benefits and significant results. That's the difference in education. Education teaches you how to be much more effective with what you want to do in the gym. It's all well and good to build a shiny new thing and have stuff out there. But what really matters is how are people engaging you? One of the biggest trends that we've seen in the last two or three years in fitness education is how do we engage people? How do we coach behavior change? You know, it's one thing for you to join a gym. Great, you joined a gym. You heard Steve McKee talk about that. Steven is with EOS. Health clubs do not want you to just pay them money. We'll take that back. Some might do. Health clubs want you to come in and experience that. Every health club I've worked with, I'm consulting with some of the largest health club companies in the country right now. Every company wants you coming through their doors and using their equipment because they know if you do that, you get the results. Your life will change. So I don't want you to ever think that a health club company is just out there to collect your money. Well, again, some there are one or two that might. But the health club companies that matter, the health club companies that make a difference, want you coming through their doors. They want you in the classes. They want you on the equipment. They want you engaging with the trainers and with the staff and the instructors. Do you know why? It's because the science, the evidence shows us that if you engage with other members, if you engage, if you get to know other people, you're much more likely to keep coming back. And if you keep coming back, then guess what? Maybe you lose a pound here. Maybe you get a little bit healthier there. Maybe your cholesterol goes down. Maybe your blood pressure goes down. Maybe you lose a pound or two. Things happen. Results happen. It's not the equipment, folks. It's the people. The people make the difference. Some of the best people I've ever met work in the fitness industry. Some of the most passionate, kind, caring people I've ever worked with are my colleagues and friends who I'm lucky to be able to associate with. So for you as consumers, you know, after a big trade show where these companies spend tens of thousands, millions of dollars to show you the newest, latest, greatest thing, my advice to you, my advice to you, if you're a fitness consumer, is look around for the educated professionals. If you go to a studio, if you go to a gym, if you wherever you go for your fitness, look around for the educated ones. You only have one body. You have one body that has to last you a lifetime. Do not skimp on it. Don't just go with the trainer because they might be young, hot, whatever. Look for the trainers that know what they're doing. Look for the trainers who are professionals. Look for the trainers with education. And one of the things that you want to ask any trainer, any instructor that you might work with, what was the last continuing education workshop you did? When was the last continuing education thing you did? Because any good professional will answer, hey, I did something the last quarter in the last six months. Any good professional is on top of their game and knows exactly how to stay on top of the latest, greatest information. If you ask a trainer, hey, when was the last workshop you did and they can't answer you, move on. Do not work with them. And I mean that emphatically. You hear that in my voice. If you talk to a trainer or instructor and they cannot tell you when the last workshop they did, the last education course they did, move on. They don't deserve your money because if they're not investing themselves to make themselves better, to learn about the proper science, to learn how to engage and learn about behavior change, if trainers and instructors are not investing themselves and can't answer those questions for you, Move on. There are numbers of people out there that are. Look for them. They're great people. The next interview you're going to hear on All About Fitness is with one of the leaders in our industry who's in charge of a certification organization. We're going to talk a little bit about what it takes to become a trainer, what it takes to become an instructor. If that's something you thought about, if you've always wondered, hey, that sounds like fun. I want to be a Pilates instructor. I want to teach TRX. I want to teach indoor cycling. 
guess what? I'm going to put a couple of links below in the show notes right now so you can learn how to do that. If you want to become TRX certified, you can do it. You don't need to be a trainer to do that. If you just want to learn more about TRX for yourself as a consumer, do that. For Bar Above, I'm going to have a link. For Balanced Body, I'm going to put those links in there. Because here's the thing, folks. In fitness, it's the people that make a difference. 10 pounds is 10 pounds is 10 pounds. It doesn't matter whether it's in China, Brazil, Mexico. Well, five kilos is five kilos is five kilos. It doesn't matter where it is. Five kilograms is five kilograms. What brings that five kilograms to life are the coaches, the trainers, the instructors that teach you how to use it. It doesn't matter about the equipment, folks. Look for the people. And if you're one of those people who truly love fitness, if you're one of those people that want to make your passion your career, I'll check below in the show notes. I'm going to have a little bit, little bit of information on how to do that and come back and check out All About Fitness episode 146 where you're going to hear one of the leaders in our industry talk about how you can take that step to change your career. Thanks for stopping by and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness. <music>